and welcome to Take 18, a podcast where we love to talk about the movies because, of course, we all love movies. This is a show produced by the Central Coast Film Society. My name is Daniel Lair. I am the founder and executive director of the Central Coast Film Society. It is so fantastic to have you here with us today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We have a great interview with Dennis Freeman, the festival director of the Cambria Film Festival, and he's going to be talking to us about a virtual and in-person summer festival that is happening this week. And also, uh, I think Dennis may have a little bit of a surprise for us for listening, so make sure you listen all the way through. Uh, we may have a little something special for you. So, um, but of course, this is a wonderful thing to talk about. All of our uh, festivals here locally, here on the Central Coast, um, we just love showing movies. We love having fun at the movies, and that's really what we are all about here. Absolutely. And now, um, before we get into that, of course, I want to make sure that you guys subscribe to what we are doing here. Um, just make sure you get all the updates because some things are pretty timely, some are pretty timeless. We definitely have some great interviews. I was just going through a couple of them recently, and it's absolutely amazing that I, I even had a chance to talk to the people that worked on some of my absolutely favorite movies. And they all live here uh, locally on the Central Coast. You know, it's pretty amazing stuff. And uh, just making those connections is fantastic. And I, I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that for you guys right here. Uh, behind this microphone it is it is a true honor and privilege so make sure you guys subscribe you don't want to miss out on anything and uh, if you got a chance go back and listen to everything uh, we've done before it, it is like you know like I just said I, I have been doing this show I'm hosting it but even going back and listening to it again um, I almost forget that some of these stories have happened and it's just really refreshing and, and uh, inspiring I think is one of the best words to say um, listening to some of these things so uh, we will uh, get going on here. We're going to dive right into the interview, and we're not going to have any further delays on that. And uh, let's uh, go tie in with Dennis right now. All right, we are now joined by Dennis Freeman, and he is the festival director at the Cambria Film Festival. Dennis, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, uh, we're excited to have you here. And um, so, Dennis, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your background and, and kind of what brought you up here to the Central Coast. Sure. Um, well, I came to the Central Coast when I retired uh, from a career in marketing for high tech firms. Um, my partner and I had had a vacation home here and we just really loved living in Cambria and the environment and decided to move here full time. So about six years ago, after we had moved here, um, a woman named Nancy Green, who was actually the founder of the Cambria Film Festival, which is now in its fifth year, she came to me and she said, I really need marketing help to launch this festival we're planning to do. And I just laughed at her because I said, Cambria doesn't even have a movie theater. How can you have a film festival? <laughs> right. But uh, she was a very strong and persevering woman, and she convinced me to join um, unfortunately, Nancy passed away shortly after the first festival, mm -hmm. and I sort of stepped into the role of managing it, having had a career in, in marketing and in managing large events and so forth. So that's how I got started, and we have a great team of people uh, helping to steer it, helping to screen movies, helping to put it on. So it's certainly not my activity. It's really the product of a town that loves movies. That's fantastic. And yeah, and so t tell me about the festival. Like, so it got started, I'm sorry, so was that back in 2018, 
2018 or was that uh 17 yeah 2018 was the first year uh we had the festival yeah. and taken about a year and a half to get it going but here's the basic thrust of the film festival in cambria it happens every february mm -hmm. the weekend before valentine's day uh in the very first year we took on this idea of focusing on films that dealt with romance romantic comedy and the complexities of love because we were planning to host it in february and as you probably know cambria is a great place for people trying to get away and be oh, yeah. romantic oh yeah um and we found it really resonated with audiences and with filmmakers who were submitting films. So uh, we've kept that theme ever since. And it is a true um, film competition festival. People do have to submit their films for consideration. We do give prizes in a number of categories, cash prizes in terms of best feature, best short, best documentary, best of the festival and so forth. Uh, there are also audience awards. And we were sort of blown away in the first year by the number of films that got submitted. We had no entry fee for submitting. And um, by the third year, we were getting over 3,000 films from like 60 different countries. Wow. And um, lots and lots of great films. But as a result of that, we also realized we needed to sort of become more professional. So we added a entry fee uh, two years ago. And as a result, I think we're getting actually better films, although far fewer of them, which ensures that all of the films actually get reviewed by our screeners in some depth. So um, right. it's been a great experience. That's amazing. And so and it's amazing that you've got such a pull and so many people want to be a part of it. And especially like you said, you know, Cambria doesn't have uh, movie theaters. So what, where do you guys where do you guys show them at? <laughs> well, that's an interesting thing. So. Uh, for those who have been in Cambridge, you probably know there are two small theaters which uh, have done traditional plays and mm -hmm. sometimes concerts and the like. One is at the Cambria Center for the Arts. It's um, it's actually what was an old school auditorium that has been outfitted into being a, a real theater with step seating and the like. And that is our primary theater. We can seat about 110 people in there. Um, there was also a theater, there still is a theater called the Pewter Plow Playhouse. Um, originally and that was used for the first couple of years but it's very small and it's currently not available to us so we will be doing sort of a pop-up theater in one of the spaces in the Cambria Center for the Art that will let us see another 70 people and then we do special showings at the Vets Hall in town which we outfit we bring in a lot of good quality equipment to project uh, movies there that won't be the case with our little one-day summer fest but it is what we've done or the full festival in February. And occasionally we do other settings. We've had a few screenings at the Hearst Castle Theater oh, wow. uh, at the State Park um, and in other locations as well. Isn't that the uh, IMAX or is it? Yeah, it is an IMAX theater. Yeah. Um, it's a great space for showing movies, uh, but it is part of the State Park <laughs> system. And so right. their view of films that are appropriate to show there really have to show a connection back to the Hearst State Park's, you know, sort of mission. Oh, interesting. So the films we've shown there have generally been films connected with William Randolph Hearst's uh, film, his film history. You know, he ran a studio, and his his mistress, Marion Davies, was a great comedian of the 20s. And so we've shown some fun films there, but it's not really available to us as a general venue. So maybe not showing Mank there anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... 
<laughs> it's curious. I have a feeling Mank might be accepted. Um, yeah. I, I understand Stephen Hurst has to approve the movies which are shown there, so I don't know how he would feel about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand. No, it, you know, and that was an, that was one of the interesting things was watching that movie in, in you know, any movies that's kind of in the area, but uh, is just thinking about, you know, the impact that Hurst himself had on on the film industry itself. I mean, like him or love him or hate him, he he definitely had left his fingerprint on a lot of things. Yeah, that's certainly true. And you know, you know, we showed one of the a Marion Davies movie the very first year in that theater, which we then used also for our um, awards ceremony. And um, it was a obviously a black and white film from the, I think the early thirties, maybe the late twenties, even. But it looked great on that huge screen. It was oh, amazing yeah. how that black and white photography just sort of was an incredible act activity. And I guess in a way, probably the screens of the major movie palaces were nearly as large back in the 20s and 30s. <laughs> right. Well, and that just goes to show you the timelessness of those old movies. I mean, it, that's true. You really you. I, some of my my fondest memories is sitting back and watching Charlie Chaplin movies with my grandfather and um you know just to be able to see something on on a large format like that would be um that I mean I I would love to be able to see something like that again like that it'd be yeah. fantastic so um I love that I I love that that's what you guys are doing is that you're 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 always thinking outside the box you don't you're not uh you know tied down to one thing or another but um Cambria is is quite the destination itself. I mean, you know, I'm very privileged to live just in a short drive away, you know, not that far, but I <laughs> normally when I'm up there, I'm either going to see the elephant seals or going to stop at the main street grill, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. or the sea chest, you know, that's kind of my, 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 my haunts there. Um, but, uh, to do films and to be able to come up there and watch movies in a, in the beautiful settings, um, I, I, you know, it's fantastic. And I, I think it's a natural draw for filmmakers to want to come out and uh, see it. Do you guys get a lot of the filmmakers that, that submit their films to come out and see too? Yes. Um, you know, when we started it, we chose early February because that's kind of a slow period for tourists just before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, Valentine's Day itself, that weekend is usually quite busy, but the weekend before is not. <laughs> I've been there and on so, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I definitely understand that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so actually, even the Town Tourism Board gave us grants to help do the first couple of years, although oh, nice. we no longer ask for them because we don't need them. It's been very successful. Great. So we get a lot of people from outside the area coming and making a weekend of it. Mm -hmm. But we also feel really happy and proud that we've gotten a lot of filmmakers showing up. And, you know, for those who are based in Southern California or Northern California, they know who where Cambria is and, and they're attracted to come and we offer them two nights stay at one of the local inns if they if to each film that gets accepted. But we were surprised by the degree to which we got filmmakers from outside the country to come. So our last live festival was in February of twenty, mm. about a month before everything started closing down. Right. But we had filmmakers we had filmmakers from Israel and Portugal and France and Denmark and I think Great Britain as well as from Several parts of the United States show up. We had about wow. three dozen filmmakers, so that was really cool because they all fell in love with the area. That's there was awesome. A number from Spain as well. Um, many of them had heard sort of, of the sort of Big Sur Highway, but to actually experience it, many of them flew into San Francisco and then drove down. 
um, was a great experience for them. And it's also a great experience for the people in town because it is sort of a small and intimate festival and it won't get big because we don't really have the space to create right. big venues. Yeah, yeah. Um, so filmmakers and the film goers really get a chance to interact and that, that's been a really fun experience as well. Yeah, you know, there's something to be said about the small festival feel. Um, you know, as a filmmaker myself, when I when I would go off and uh, do a go to a big festival, one of the the big shiny, you know, uh, everybody's there sort of festival, it, it's very easy to get lost in the crowd, you know, and 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 you know, we're everybody's somebody, and but when you're in a smaller venues and smaller uh, areas, like you say, it, it is so much easier to connect, and it, to me. It's almost a more richer experience, a more rewarding experience to be able to do that because you are making those connections and um, be it filmmaker to audience member or filmmaker to filmmaker or audience member to audience member. You know, they're, everybody's sharing stories and their connections to what they love in film. And I think that's that, that it's incredibly valuable um, for everybody, I think, involved. So I, I personally, that's just my choice. And I think, you know, with the setting that you guys have, it's, yeah, it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. Especially cause we managed to throw a few parties into the experience. You know, parties don't well, hurt. Yeah. Fun. Parties don't hurt. You know, you guys got some yeah. good wine up there too. So that's true. Yep. Yep. So, um, and how long does their festival usually run for? Is it just the weekend? So, um, the, Fe the February festival runs four days usually, um, um, and in this coming year, it'll be February 3rd through 6th, 2022. Oh, um, it will actually have an opening night preview party on Wednesday and then run Thursday through um, Sunday with an award ceremony on Sunday. Um, we had a great experience last year having to go in 20, earlier this year, I should say, in February, having to be totally virtual. We got great attendance from... Actually, we had attendees in 36 states and 14 countries. Wow. Or 11 All countries right. have gotten the number. Awesome. Um, so we're planning to, again, have a hybrid version in which the films will be available uh, from a streaming platform. And that will run a little bit longer so people have more chance to see it. And okay. before I forget, I should say anyone interested in any of this stuff can check out the details at um, www.cambriafilmfestival.com. And... Um, on that site, you can also see what the programs were like in previous years if you're interested in sort of getting a sense of what we're like. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that. And is that also where, like, if I was a filmmaker and I want to submit, is that where we go to? Or how do, how do the uh, su filmmakers submit their films to you? Well, there is a link from that page for filmmakers, but the tool we use, which you're probably familiar with, is filmfreeway.com. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and um, obviously, there's a great page on there. And and their whole process is very simple for filmmakers to submit. And um, even though we have instituted a a uh, a submittal fee, it's still pretty modest. I think it's fifteen dollars at the moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. At the end of August, mm -hmm. uh, but it does help ensure people really have paid attention to what our theme is. Um, right. And also um, for the activity coming up on Saturday, October. August 21st. Yeah, tell, tell us about calling, tell us about that. Yeah, that we're calling that Summerfest. It's really just a one-day festival focused on films with a local connection. Um, and the tickets for it and the descriptions of it are all available at cambriafilmfestival.com. Um, 
but it's really for us a chance to keep the festival alive throughout the year by doing something during the summer. Yeah. But also for us, it's a real chance to sort of test out some of the things we hope to do with our full hybrid model in February. So we're for the first time letting people um, pre-select their seats um, if they have a pass so that we can you know, enforce social distancing in the theater and stuff. And so that we're doing that sort of thing. It's the first time we will be doing a party after COVID and seeing how people react to that. Right. We'll be both virtual available as well as in-person screenings. So we'll see how people, you know, sort of do they do both? Do they only do one or the other? We're hoping to learn a lot from it. But the real, I think, benefit for, for the pers person going is the films itself and all the films have a local connection of one sort of another to the coast. Mm -hmm. um, several of them are documentaries. One's called Firestorm 77, which is oh, about yeah. the Honda Canyon fire, which was down by Lompoc many decades ago. But it's a really interesting story. Yeah, we, um, we actually we had uh, we had them on the show here uh, a while back and we had them talk about their their experience and. Uh, it, it's an amazing film, absolutely amazing, and and I definitely recommend everybody seeing it because, especially if you're a local and um, you haven't heard the story, it, it's it's really harrowing to watch uh, and and to see what these guys had to go through. So I, that that movie, I definitely recommend uh, folks check out for sure. Yeah, um, and another great documentary we're showing, which will be at the seven o'clock hour on that Saturday for the live screening, is where there once was water is a documentary mm. about water with a focus on California. Yeah. It's by a director, Brittany App, who, who actually has good connections to Cambria. Her grandparents lived here. Oh, okay. um, and she's pulling together also several people uh, for a panel discussion afterwards about um, water and how to react to using our water more widely, mm. including Jason Haas, who's the general manager of Hobbless Creek, which is a great winemaker in itself but also a real pioneer in some of these issues and um also a woman named audrey Taub who founded the slow beaver brigade uh, huh. and is helping support local climate regeneration so there's a lot wow. of interesting elements on the program yeah so it's not just narrative it's it's also documentaries as well and yeah okay and is it um is it got to have that, the central coast connection is that more broadly based like it could be filmmakers from Central Coast. It could be movies about Central Coast, set in the Central Coast, or all, any or all of the above. Any or all of the above, really. Yeah. There's also a a sort of longer short film by a local Cal Poly professor. It's called uh, Trusting Chloe. It's a fun comedy, and we're showing two shorts by slow students as part of that program. So those are set locally, done by people connected locally. There's also a documentary um, called Letters from Marge, which is about a Morro Bay surfing icon named uh, Marge Calhoun, who has now passed away, but was a real breakthrough female surfer uh, back in the 50s and 60s. So yeah. uh, they all have some kind of local connection. Plus, we're showing a program of favorite shorts from the first three years of the festival because oh, nice. uh, people... People seem to really like shorts uh, to come to our <laughs> festival, as I yeah. think maybe most festivals. And we just pulled some of the favorites uh, because a lot of people didn't go to the festival the first couple of years. So yeah, no, that's that's really awesome. And and yeah, because you know, again, as a short filmmaker, 
um, it's fun to be in, in the blocks uh, of different films and you just sit there and you watch them all together. Um, that's definitely, definitely a lot of fun. Um, what, what is some of your favorite movies that have been shot in the area that you can think of? Oh, well, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, and I don't think I have a good, <laughs> a good answer for that. Um, well, one of my answers is going to be a very odd one, I'm sure. It's Pete's Dragon. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, Pete's Dragon for sure. Yeah. And part of the reason of that is because um, one of our judges on our festival, his name is Robert Seaman, he was the manager of the Walt Disney Archives for years. Really? For over 20 years. So he knows a lot about the history of that movie. But he also happens to be my husband. So, um, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> helps make the connection stronger um yeah uh you know one of the films we wanted to show uh, a couple of years ago isn't so much central coast but it's a lot of it was filmed in the area which is east of eden with james dean yeah um and i really thought that had great connections back to the hearst uh, facilities yeah because um I mean, both John Steinbeck and Hearst are from the area. Mm -hmm. Some of it was actually filmed on the Jack Ranch, which was zoned by the Hearst. Um, and John Steinbeck actually worked as a newspaper writer for a short time for one of the Hearst newspapers oh, well, there you in World go. War II. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really see it the same as I did. So yeah. we ended up not pursuing it. But that, I, I like that film, too. Yeah. Well, so you're, you're not planning on showing uh, what, what Commando up at the uh, Hearst Ranch anytime soon? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, the Pete's Dragon is one of those that that's absolutely uh, blew my mind when I found out it was filmed there at Montano de Oro. And yeah. um, just I, I had no idea. You know, as a kid, you just kind of accept that it's Passamaquoddy, Maine, and <laughs> it's that that's what it is. But um, yeah, it's that's very cool. But, uh, you, you know, I think people also, when they think about Cambria movies, they always have to think about arachnophobia. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, that that of course would be the perfect one for Cambria. Uh, it isn't. You get some nice shots of Cambria yeah, there in, yeah. in the opening. Mm. Yeah, there's that. And, and and then there's that monster. I forgot the exact title. The one that the monster of Piedras Blancas or something. Oh like right. That. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> That's right. Um, what was? And then there's uh, Spartacus was shot up at Hearst Castle. And they used the oh, was it? Uh, yeah, they used That's the, right. the Neptune right. pool for uh, yeah. I think a couple shots there. Yes. So that's pretty awesome. All right, and so you've got your your summer uh, your summer showcase is coming up here. Um, yeah, really and, soon. Um, it's coming soon. It's August twenty first. Um, the streaming parts of it will begin on Friday evening and run through Monday, so you have longer if you want to watch it streaming. You can buy a pass. Um, it's fifty dollars, so it's you into the party on Friday night, as well as all the screenings and a virtual pass is included with that. Awesome. If you just want to see a virtual pass, it's only fifteen dollars. Um, and if you want to come to individual screenings in the live session, they're ten dollars a piece. Um, but I do want to mention for your listeners, we do have a special code uh, that they could use. Awesome. To, um, get a 20% discount on any of those tickets. Holy um, cow, all right. Yes, so the code is CCFS for Central Coast Film uh, Society, Cambria. So that's CCFS 
Cambria. And uh, hopefully you can put that in the notes. For oh, this that well, is so going people... that is going to be everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. We will get we will get that there and and, and uh, make sure people know about it because that's fantastic. Twenty percent, fantastic. Thank you, Dennis, so much. You're welcome. And we can just go to CambriaFilmFestival.com and and get our passes there. Yeah, there will be a button on the homepage for where you buy tickets and passes. And um, you know, as you might guess, with these kind of things, because it's a streaming platform run by a company called Eventive, you'll have to create an account to buy the ticket, and then you can apply the code when you check out. Yeah, it's that's not a problem. You know, everybody's got that uh, that email that they can just sign up for accounts. But yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, that's that's fantastic. Well, Dennis, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fantastic, and um, really looking forward to what you guys are going to be doing in the future. That's it. Just I love Cambria. Love going up there and just throwing movies into the mix and parties is uh, yes. is really really fantastic. And uh, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Well, great. We'll look forward to seeing you here. All right. Thank you so much, Dennis. You have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's going to be a wrap here on this edition of Take 18, a short and sweet one here for you, but definitely very cool to have uh, Dennis give us that in that little uh, that little gift there so you guys take advantage of that and go see some fantastic movies again you're going to want to go um, to the cambriafilmfestival.com cambriafilmfestival.com and you'll see right there all the links to uh, where you can buy tickets and go in person or stay home and watch it from the comfort of your home and of course you get to go see Firestorm 77 the true story of the Honda Canyon fire remember we had those guys on our podcast so if you haven't listened to that show, definitely check it out. It is so awesome. Uh, lots of really, really great stuff on there. Um, you don't want to miss it. Go to CambriaFilmFestival.com. Fill in that code. You got a discount. It's fantastic. Again, thank you so much to Cambria Film Festival for doing that for us. Um, I also want to say thanks again to Coast Hills Credit Union. They uh, have sponsored the podcast, so I definitely want to say thanks again to Coast Hills for doing all that. And uh, we, we really, honestly, because this show is produced by a 501c3 organization, the Central Coast Film Society, that means we don't make money on this. We're not doing this for <laughs> for a job. We're doing this because we want to give back to the community. We want to get this information out in an entertaining yet educational way um, just to help inspire people and learn a little bit about what's going on out there in the community in the arts. So uh, if, if you could, we would love to have your support by coming to one of our events, becoming a member, or even, uh, you know, just clicking like on our social media. It really helps us a lot. And because we can't do this show or anything that we do without you. You are why we're here. And uh, very thankful for you guys to be able to uh, be a part of this with us. Now, visit our website, centralcoastfilmsociety.org, for more information. Sign up for our newsletter. And, of course, just follow us on social media. And I want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. Dennis, again, thank you. Coast Hills, thank you so much. Um, Take 18, we are growing. We're having fun. And we are not going to be stopping anytime soon. So thank you guys so much for your support. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And that's a take.